What's up, everybody? Welcome into the 40th episode of the Sean Salisbury Show right here on the Believe Network. Can't believe we're at 40. And Sean, we have 40,000 things to talk about today. Just just so consequently, I mean, there's 40,000 things thousand. going on in the sports world right now. I would imagine there's 40,000 people in the transfer portal, too. I Yes, damn near that. Damn near that, because it has just <laughs> become ridiculous. And every day there's more and more. You just keep seeing them pop up every single day. High profile names. And we'll get starting into that. guys that have the job that is their job. And they're just like, I think I'll leave. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go somewhere else for the hell of it. Like Why the, not? It's the NBA's version of tampering. But you walk on campus while somebody's in class and say, why don't you come to my school? All right, cool. I, I'm a, I'm a first team All-American, but why don't I leave? Yeah, I'll see you in a little bit. I mean, right. It's and, unbelievable, man. It and, really and is. It's coaches just out there openly tampering. Deion Sanders, who is now a Colorado, we'll talk about that as well. I mean, there's just so much to talk about just in the college game, let alone the NFL. We had a big injury at the quarterback position. We just had news come down of one of the top Super Bowl contenders lost one of their best defensive players for the year and so much more. Plus, we got the MLB winter meetings going on, and we've had monster signings uh, happen this week already. So a lot to talk about. But as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. We sure are, and basketball is back as well. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, and player news game trends at Bet Online. And for your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free concerts, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports events, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. And as we mentioned, basketball is back. Um, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. To receive your rewards, that's believe. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, let's start there with the college game. Let's start with the college football playoff. We got number one Georgia versus number four Ohio State. We got number two Michigan versus number three TCU. Simple question: Did the committee get it right in your eyes? Absolutely, they did. Those are the those are the four that should have made it. Uh, I understand other people are frustrated. Alabama, I love you, but you didn't you didn't oh, deserve yeah. it. You weren't in the championship game. You lost two games. SC didn't deserve it. They got their ass kicked, and they didn't mm-hmm. deserve to be in there either because they played great offense but did not have enough defensively. And Utah, kudos to that team that's physical. And uh, TCU, as we had mentioned last week, if it's walk-off fashion and they lose in this game, which they beat Kansas State, Kansas State's a tough team, 10th ranked. They got it right. They got it right right now, and I understand how they have them ranked. I get it, but it doesn't matter now. And Michigan, and I mean, we had great matchups, and you can talk Tennessee and Southern Cal, Alabama all you want. The truth of the matter is the four teams that are in should be in and earned it. I don't care what people say. Well, if the, if if Alabama played TCU, Alabama yeah, would be favorable. Guess what? Alabama didn't win their two games. Right. They're not, that's like saying, well, my team didn't play well during the NFL season, and they didn't get in the playoffs, but – if my team played that team, the the, the seventh-ranked team, we'd be favored. Well, oh, well, seventh-ranked team in the playoff took care of their business. You didn't. Alabama's a great place, great program. The four teams that deserve to be in it are in it. And if I'm not mistaken, Alabama was uh, favored to beat LSU. 
if I remember correctly, and they lost, and they were a very close, I want to say it was a close dog to Tennessee being the game was um, there in Tennessee, and they lost that one. So you know what? You lose two games, normally you're not making the college football playoff, and in the case of Tennessee, USC, and Alabama, they all lost two games. Um, To the USC game real quick, Sean, I just saw a stat today that uh, tells you what it's like for the Trojans playing Utah right now. Since 2010, USC is like something. I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was I think it was 56-5 and five when they lead by two touchdowns at any point in the game. 56-5 and five since 2010, something along those lines. I know they have five losses. Four of those losses are to Utah. So that just shows you that Utah is exactly what we talked. Utah is the exact team we talked about week one when we made our picks, and we both had Utah in the college football playoff. They're that hard-nosed, physical, beat-you-up team that had a little more offense this year. They just had a couple games where they stubbed their toe, and and they weren't able to execute like we thought they were going to play at a higher level than they did. But USC, you said it. That one of the best offenses in the country, but that defense is putrid. And Caleb Williams got banged up, and that made it tougher. He still played well, but that made it a lot tougher on that offense. Yeah, and I don't think we'd have won even if Caleb Williams was healthy. Sags, we just did. I mean, I know his mobility. I mean, going in, I thought they were going to win, but when you saw the way Utah's playing, I'm not sure we could have overcome. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, t- maybe uh, we'll put it this way. I doubt it would have been a 44 to seven run after we were up 17 to three, meaning the Trojans. Right. You're right. Those numbers do not shock. You know how I feel about Kyle Whittingham. We both had them in the playoffs. They are tough as hell. They are resilient. They are, they do not beat themselves. And you said they, this is the year they had more offense. Their quarterback's a big time playmaker. And, and going into this year, Kyle Whittingham said maybe the best leader he's ever been around and bingo, it paid off kid to the kid. And when you can match them throw for throw and offense for offense as they did both times this year, they were better than USC was all around. And uh, no excuse. And that's just the way it is. So we can make, oh, you know, Caleb and everybody wants to make excuse for the team. I'll tell you what the excuse is. If you don't get more physical at the point of attack on the interior line, both sides, and tackle better in the secondary, we'll keep having Heisman Trophy candidates and we'll keep scoring a lot of points, but we'll be keep coming up short. Yeah, so yeah. that's just the way it is. And, and they, they were better. To- that's right. It's up to Alex Grinch to get that defense more physical. It's up. I mean, listen, they're going to the Big Ten. It's not like it's going to get less physical, especially if I don't know what they're going to do with the divisions in the Big Ten when USC and UCLA join. But let's just say things stay the same. And you're going to be playing Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I mean, these are all very physical beat you up at the line of scrimmage. Minnesota was that this year. Beat you up type of teams just like Utah. And and you know what? It's baffling. It is, and I, Alex Grinch is supposed to be this great defensive mind, and I want to say he is, but, you know, he's coached some of these defenses at Oklahoma and others that, you know, have some players, but overall the defense isn't good. Yeah, it baffles me, Sakes, because they get great recruits, did Oklahoma yep. and USC on both sides of the ball. Yep. Now, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I know we got yeah. a lot to cover, but yeah. I always wonder – with Lincoln Riley, who you know I love, and I'm so happy he's at SC, or coaches like him, are you spend so much time concentrating in practice, 
spread them out, play fast, go score. That while I know you focus on defense, but does your defense become too enamored with your own team on practicing on the same field that you just kind of play in space? And when somebody plays downhill, you can't handle it because you're not going to tell me the USC doesn't get the same athletes in the right. secondary that Georgia gets. Uh, honest to God, now yeah. we see the turnout, but they get great players. So is it scheme? Is it players? Is it how they practice, finesse? I don't know, but SC's not going to win a national title as long as they don't control the line of scrimmage and tackle better. It, it's it's a weird combo. So I'm a Grinch fan, but I'll tell you, you've got to look at how much of it is scheme related, and Jim Leonard's going to be available, apparently. He's yeah. leaving Wisconsin. Now, I'm telling you this, if I, and Grinch is under contract. I like Alex. I'm just saying, somebody out there, if I'm a head coach, one of the first guys I would have interviewed at any level Instantly. is Jim Leonard. No question about it. I'm a pressure guy. I like pressure defenses, and Leonard's that guy. Baltimore Raven guy, the Rex, all that stuff from the past. So for me, somebody out there better visit it because that, that guy's a hell of a coach. So I digress. That, I'll tell you, though, is I hope it gets worked out because there's too many physical teams that if you can't keep up that way, it takes one injury or one bad offensive performance or two of them, even though the offensive performance wasn't bad, and you end up losing a chance to play in the national title because you had the best weapon in college football under center. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and, you didn't get a chance to showcase it because you got beat by Utah twice. Yeah, and and one last thing on USC, you just mentioned it. They only have one more year of Caleb Williams. Then he's gone. He's going to be the most likely the first pick in the draft in the 2024 NFL draft. So you better figure it out quick. Hit that transfer portal that's got the 90 million people in it and find the best defensive players you can get into your school and get them in that locker room. And oh, and there and is. Change no, that you're going to score a ton of points. I already yes. know that. <clears throat> yes. Now go shore up what we're talking about. The defense is a top 10 defense. You get top 10 athletes. Yes. Somehow it's got to Something's got to change because not like you're getting no players on defense at SC. They should be recruiting in the top five every year, especially with the money USC has and name, image, and likeness in that city. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we'll get more into the college football plan. We got what a month or just a little less than a month until those two games kick off but let's look at the coaching changes you just mentioned Jim Leonard not returning to Wisconsin after the bowl game he'll coach through the bowl game um, Luke Fickle is now going to be the head coach at Wisconsin uh, we got Deion Sanders as we I mentioned going to Colorado and that's caused all kinds of stir when it comes to the HBCU and all, all that kind of stuff and his meeting that he had with the with the current Colorado players and we've seen players from there say, you know what, I'm staying. And we've seen some say they're they're going to hit the portal. We got uh, Kenny Dillingham going to uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. We got Kevin Wilson going to Tulsa. Uh, just came down within the last uh, 20 minutes. Jeff Brom is leaving Purdue to go to Louisville, where he was a quarterback back in the yeah, late 80s, early did, 90s. Did he, did he even start his assistant coaching career there? He I believe he did, with, yeah. With I think he was... I, I did a couple games there, Sags, when I was at ESPN doing college mm -hmm. football as well. And I believe Brom was uh, right. like an assistant on the staff with with uh, Bobby Petrino. Yeah. You know, because he was the quarterback there. I, th I think he, I'm pretty sure he yeah, was. I believe you're right. That's yeah. home for him because that's yep. where he played his college football. So that's another big, you know, a, a good job. Purdue just went to the Big Ten championship game against Michigan. Is um, he coaching? The, is he going to coach the game, Sags? Uh, I 
did not see if he's going to what he's doing. I, I mean, the bowl game. Yeah, we don't know. Right? Yeah, I, it, it, right. it all just literally came down a few minutes before we started recording this. And then one last name. Um, there's going to be others, but Trent Dilfer gets a college job at UAB, leaving the high school there. He is coaching in Tennessee. Lips, Lip, Lipscomb Academy in, yes. in uh, Nashville. I know they won the championship last year, and I think they played their second championship this past weekend, Sags. I don't know if they won or not. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I'm not it, sure if they won but either. But Trent did a good job of rebuilding that program, and good for him. Now he's going to have his hands full. Mm-hmm. UAB's a – I mean, there's a lot, but you know what? I know how much the guy loves players and, and teaching kids, and he's good at it. And uh, he under he's got some old school mixed in with understanding as he coached high school, the new school, you know, the, the, the way recruiting and name image and likeness, all that. I'm anxious to see. And I think they got a, a, a newer facility that was built, I think, pre-trend. I mean, obviously pre-trend, but a coach or two ago. So facilities are a little bit better. He'll have, he'll have a he'll have a chance to make an impact. I'm anxious to see what he does going from high school to college. What were your thoughts on uh, Deion Sanders going from Jackson State and the HBCU to Colorado, which a lot of people, you know, me personally, I thought he was going to take the Cincinnati job because there you go there. It's prime to win. Like Luke Fickle set that program up for success. And I I thought that Deion go there. That's kind of the next step when you're talking a guy who's still getting experience coaching that he goes to Cincinnati. They're really good. Yeah, and then jump to, you know, a big time power five. But he chose Colorado and, you know, some people see Colorado as a sleeping giant. I I don't know if I see that, but I think he could do good things at Colorado. No doubt. And Sigs, first of all, I'm happy for Dion. I'll get to that. You mentioned Cincinnati, like when Fickle left. And I understand why he's going to the Big Ten and going to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. The truth is just pure raw athletes. Cincinnati gets every bit the athlete that Wisconsin or any of the Mm -hmm. that, that half the schools in the Big Ten will get. It's just that they're in a different conference. I mean, they get some players, as we saw. Sauce Gardner showing up pretty good in the NFL. They yep. get some players, right? Um, and with Dion, I couldn't be happier for him. A guy that his two, his dad and his uncle are two of my three or four best friends from high school for years. I watched that kid wipe, I wiped that kid's nose growing up. Trevor Riley, who played at Utah, you oh, okay, remember yeah. him as on mm-hmm. Dion's staff. So I've been rooting for these guys for a while, and he loves he loves Dion as I do. I've known him forever. He loves the kids. He He's a game changer. He knows how to recruit, and he's no bullshit. Okay? And so some may get offended by his transparency, like his speech, hey, get into the portal. That's a test by Dion to say, if you don't want to be here, I'd like you to eliminate yourself now. That's the way he does it. And the ones that want to walk back in and say, you know what? I was going to transfer. I'm staying because I want the challenge. That's how he issues it. Dion is truly old school when it comes to sit in front in class, do all those things. And he knows how to recruit the new school athlete with name, image, and likeness. He covers 40 years of it, Sigs, and some guys can't make the adjustment. He can. Now, I, I listen, I think a lot of people are frustrated that, man, he could have held out for a better job. Dion likes a challenge. He went in there and fi- look what he did with his own money mm-hmm. and to, to put Jackson State in position to win championships and to play their butt off. I, I don't understand. I understand the frustration if you're HBCU. Now, well, I've been led to believe by a couple people that we're not allowed to talk about HBCU because we didn't play it. Right. historical black university and college, college and university. Um, yet I, I don't, I don't understand why people are mad. Well, he made promises to recruits. Well, he went in there and did something in two years that they, that they've been trying to get done by the program and yep. getting things done and impact. He's a game changer. He's a program changer. He made things better and they, they, they gave him the reins and he, he ran with it and look what he's done for uh, awareness. There's so many great players in 
in the HBCU uh, segs in, in those colleges. There's so many great hidden gems and players. And he brought more attention, college game day, all that. Mm-hmm. So instead of, I, I just, I don't berate him for leaving. And when people get mad, well, he promised the recruits he was going to stay. Well, yeah, Lincoln Riley promised Oklahoma he was staying. And I'm sure that uh, Luke Fickle said, I'm not leaving mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Well, Brian Kelly, I'm not it leaving Notre Dame. It all the time. Right. Jimbo Fisher. I mean, it, it, all the time. So I don't know why. And I understand. Because I think it come parts that they're hurt because Dion, I mean, fans are because they need his impact there. Right. Segs, you know what I'm saying? But what he's done is he's made it better for the next guy. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Leave a yes. program and people in situations better than you found it. So far be it for me. I understand the frustration and the hurt. But why would I be mad at a guy for taking another opportunity, not only $5 million more, right. but a chance to, to, to be in a Power 5 conference? Now, I don't know if he's going to win there, Six, but I can guarantee you this. He's going to impact recruiting. He's going to change these kids' lives. And he's given another guy an opportunity at Jackson State to take over what he left, which is in good shape. So, I, I listen, we can banter about it all day. You're right. I didn't play there, but I did play football. I know somebody on the staff. And I do follow football and coaches. And we've got another African-American coach, which is needed in, in a power, power five, five school. Yes. Right. And that's what I was just going to say. No we, question we can't... about it. We should encourage him yes. to move up and to make a difference. Yes, it, exactly. Because we cannot sit here and talk about inclusivity and all this stuff about getting these type of guys coaching jobs. This is exactly what we talk about that we want to be see mad when he every... takes it. Yes. And then, yes. And then call him a sellout and everything like this. No. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He put the HBCUs back on the map. I mean, I don't know that Hugh Jackson takes the job at Grambling if Dion doesn't kind of make that, you know, the HBCU front and center again when it comes to that type of stuff. And now Hugh Jackson's at at Grambling. He can be the next guy to say, you know, let's keep this going. Get another younger, you know, get a young black coach that can develop into something. And and that's what Dion was. He was a young black coach because he had not coached a ton. And now you put him in that position, and now he jumps to the next level. And what happens to this? Let's just say, Sigs, and, you know, Dion will have him. I I know how Dion, he's going to have diversity on his staff and Mm -hmm. inclusive. He'll be inclusive in all of it. Let's say he goes on and wins for three years. And all of a sudden, UCLA comes knocking, or an SEC school, or or Florida Florida State. State, Norvell leaves, and he goes there, and the coach in waiting is an African-American on his staff. And he gets that job. Now Dion heads to Florida State. And I'm not saying it's just about hiring, but but we need more. They, they deserve yeah. a better opportunity. 100%. And what Dion's done is he's given now opportunity at two schools, Jackson State, which HBCU. But you know what? This isn't a – to me, I, I, I understand the historical black colleges and universities, but it's not about the black and white for me. It's about opportunities for minorities. And what a guy like Dion, who is very inclusive and very diverse with his staff and players, he just wants the best players. And he wants them to, to, to do well in school. He wants to make them better men and give coaches opportunities. I just have a hard time from my distance and from people that I know that work with Dion, who love him and knows how much he, in his soul he cares about these kids. He cares about them, that he's making a difference and leaving things better than he found them. I don't, I don't even know why this is even an argument. And I don't know one person on the planet, Segs, honest to God, in his situation, even the ones that criticize him, and ones that are hurt by it, that for five, even if it was just the money thing, let's just, just say, and I know that's not the only reason, Dion can make money doing commercials the rest of his life and be wealthy. Let's say it's not just, the, 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 let's say it's just money. Who do you know would turn down a $5 million? See, that 1.2 was for three years. Right. This is $6 million a year. Yep. Who turns that down? 
Nobody. Nobody. Exactly. And so the other thing, it's okay real to be quick, frustrated, but to, to berate him, I don't I don't understand. You're you're talking about the money and what that does for his family. And yes, Dion's a rich man, but hey, money is money. You know, you don't turn down. You know, I think was it six years or five years, whatever he got. Yeah. Hey, we're yeah, talking who, thirty plus million dollars. Who am I to discern what what how much he? I'm not getting in his wallet. Yeah. I'm and not, not only not that for his needs for his family. What does this do for his son Shadur, who's a very good college quarterback who has NFL aspirations? Now he transfers with his dad to a power five school in a system that he knows. And yes, I'm, I'm guessing Travis Hunter, who is the number one recruit last year in the nation who went to Jackson state is going to come with, he's already kind of hinted at that. Um, And a lot more kids are going to get that shot to jump to power five because he's going to bring them in through the portal. He's going to, you know, help a lot of kids get to that level, which could then in turn, jump them to the NFL. And he's going to make a difference in the kid's life. Period. Yes. He always does. And listen, if you don't like it raw and real and you don't like trans, listen, we bitch and complain that coaches aren't transparent enough, right? Or, or, you know, in the NFL and college. And then when you get one who doesn't BS you, now people say, well, he he had a dream that, you know, that he, was, he sold a dream to people. And I thought Bomani Jones made a good point. He did sell a dream, but he did fulfill the dream for two mm-hmm. years. And now he's going on to fulfill other dreams. And, and, and Bomani's a smart guy. I was listening. I said, well, did he really? So I don't, I don't even think he was calling him a sell. He just said sold a dream, and then he went for something else. But I, I think the key is if you knew going in that this wasn't Dion's last stop. Right. Those are rare. Eddie Robinson, and I'm not sure that Eddie Robinson, the great Grambling, one of the best coaches of all time mm-hmm. at any level, anywhere, in any color, I'm not sure in this day and age if, if Coach Robinson would have stayed because yeah. he would have had the Bamas and the, the, and the yep. money would have been too much to turn down, right? And he impacted him so I get and when I like I said when I saw Bomani Jones when I heard him on it on I think it was either CNN or it was MSNBC, CNN CNN I thought you know because he's a brilliant guy I thought you know what I get why the frustration if you sold a dream and he didn't see it through well what is seeing it through the terms right. of his contract the terms of something else is now you years? go see a dream right I, I I don't know what that is and I'm not I, I'm just for me I saw it I said yeah but for two years he changed the dream and made it bigger and better for everybody and more opportunity. So I understand the frustration. I completely do. And you're right. I didn't play, but I did play at USC and with a lot of, with, 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 in a great program, Mm -hmm. they watch coaches come and go and players come and go. And so you get a kind of a feel, but I'm all about opportunity and making people better and leaving them better than you found them. And you cannot tell me that Deion Sanders the last two years has not done that. He has. And now he gets a chance to build a dream somewhere. And guess what, Segs? If they win a Pac-12 championship and Florida State does come a knock in her school like that, mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen? He's gone. Yes, that's exactly right. Didn't Mel Tucker leave to go to Michigan State? Didn't Kirby Smart leave and go to Georgia? Mario Cristobal, I'm at Oregon. I love Oregon. Oh, you get to go to Miami's your Miami's open? Yeah. Of course. And you know what? Colorado's craving this, Segs. For 20 years, they've been, I don't want to say irrelevant, but that's a great place for football when you're winning. But nobody's talking about Colorado. Matter of fact, we were talking more about Jackson State than Colorado. Yes. And now you get a guy who can go steal some recruits from L.A., jump into Texas, pop on into Dallas. Get it, I mean, and then all of a sudden those recruits start recruiting somebody else. And before you know it, Dion's got a top 15 recruiting class. You're saying at Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I just think that he's creating more opportunities. I understand the frustration, but I'll be damned. 
I couldn't be happier for him. And I think if he gets the recruits, I think Dion's going to make a difference there. I yeah, think it's already started. It is cool to see a, a, a team that has really struggled as of late in Colorado, or, you know, if you want to look to the big 10 and say Northwestern or, and, and not even they haven't struggled that much, but just look at teams that have really, really struggled in the power five Vanderbilt, you know, if they could get a, a coach like Dion in there, that, that just makes college football better. Well, right. Wasn't James Franklin there, Sakes? Yes. At Vanderbilt. And yep. then he got and, an opportunity, when, right? When it, State, it, yep. it, it, right. Well, isn't that the, isn't that the natural, <laughs> I mean, whether it's HBCU, whether it's the big 10, whether it's the SEC, whether it's PAC 12, isn't the natural evolution of the coaching business or any business. If you're the sales manager and they want to make you the GM, isn't it, that, that's what we're yeah. trying to create is, is want elevation. To get to the best is, job possible. Maximize, right? Yes. So, and I think Dion's going to clear path for others. And I think that's a big part. And others that are African-American or minority. And mm-hmm. I think it's important. And yes. college football, don't sit here. Nobody can look me in the face and say, yeah, there's enough of them. When our college student athletes, there's what, 70% African-American sakes? Is that what it is somewhere around there? Something close and to that. It's not, it's not, it doesn't mean you can't have a white guy coaching black guys and black yeah. guy coaching white. I don't mean that. I'm just saying that the, the the distribution of how many coaches we should have that at least get chances to right. be head coaches and coordinators, this is another step in the right direction of doing it the right way. Diversive, diversity, and inclusiveness. And if we're not doing both, we're getting it wrong, period. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, one thing we've said multiple times uh, throughout this show, but we haven't really hit on, is that transfer portal. It's blown up. I just saw these numbers um as of yesterday that now these are the players that entered yesterday excuse me in division 1 703 players entered the transfer portal the fbs level was uh 600 and then the fbs scholarship players was 467 so that just tells you how many players have jumped into the portal and Sean, I just wrote down the quarterbacks, just uh, some of the quarterbacks, not all the quarterbacks, just some drew pine from Notre Dame had the starting job, went eight and two at one of the most prestigious universities in the country. Nope. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm going to go somewhere else. No, I don't want to be the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. (laughs) Right. Right. And and, uh, I mean, I, I don't get that one. Uh, Cade McNamara, we talked about left Michigan because he was replaced by JJ McCarthy goes to Iowa. He'll be the starter. Good for him. DJ Uongalele is now leaving Clemson, former five-star, one of the top recruits in his class, uh, has been replaced by Cade Klubnick. So he will move on. Um, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia is another guy. Devin Leary, surprising. You're at NC State. You're the guy. You've thrown for almost 5,000 yards. Good player. Putting up monster numbers. Nope, I'm going to leave. He's not going to go to the draft. I'm going to leave and transfer and go learn a new system to try and get myself ready for the draft. Don't quite understand that one. Uh, Spencer Sanders, same thing, leaving Oklahoma State. I, you had a good season. You have a good coach. You have an offensive coach. Yeah, they coach. struggled when he wasn't playing. I mean, he, they yes. played their best football. when he. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Hudson Card from Texas, understand. That I do You got get. Quinn 100%. Ewers. You got Arch Manning coming in. Matter I, of yeah. fact, as a matter of fact, if I'm Steve Sarkeesian, I'd have gone in and say, you're a four or five-star kid. Yes, go find a, a spot to play. Yes, I, I encourage you to go because you're going to start somewhere else. Ab-so-friggin-lutely. 
That guy could go to Notre Dame and start tomorrow. He could, yeah. Uh, he he, he may. Start tomorrow. Yeah. That's exactly yes. right. Uh, Phil Yurkovic from uh, BC. He's going to well, pit. BC, that's right. Yeah, going to yeah. pit. Right. He's going to pit. Uh, Slovis. He's on Slovis. Daniels, from, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what are these two doing? I mean, they've been in the portal every single year, I think, JT Daniels. Seven, and be seven school between two guys, seven schools in four years. John, I remember years. when you and I were doing shows together. I, I don't even know what year this was because it's been so long. JT Daniels reclassified up a class to graduate early and get to USC. And then he was starting game. I mean, this was six, what, six years ago? Yeah, he went into the modern day transfer portal. He tra- he yeah. went up a class so he could get out early. I, I mean, think about it. He's been at modern day Southern Cal, Georgia, West Virginia to be another one. That dude, no, I'll tell you what. I hope he has a moving service. God bless right. him. Yeah, I mean, you listen. can do it, but this is where I feel like there has to be something done. You can't Regulation. just let it. You cannot just let it be. And then be ready to play. You can go. They all. can go there and be practicing. Sags. The truth of the matter is, if I'm not mistaken, couldn't they go practice? I mean, they, they can go be, I know spring training, but think about it, You can go stand on the sidelines of your new team and start watching, uh, start watching and play football and, and start to, Oh, you want the playbook? Let's do that. It's just baffling to me. And they're going to be at spring press out sitting out. You guys used to be afraid to transfer. Cause like, man, I'm going to have to sit out. Right. Yes. Sit out. And now it's like, hell yeah. Five minutes ago, I was starting quarterback. And if Drake may leaves North Carolina, talk about the, the, the possible first pick of the draft in 2024. And there's contemplation that I heard that he may leave. Yeah, I, I saw I saw something that Weird. said he was leaving, but then now they're saying it looks like he might stay. Committed, I have no idea what's going on there. But I hear there. both sides. Yes, from, from good from good sources, which tells me somebody got news that he was considering it. Yes. So it's just weird to me, man. And yeah. then uh, oh, one last one, Nick Evers from OU. So one of the ter- their top recruits last year gone. He's right. re- he's in the transfer portal. So I, it, it's it's all it's kids. And most that... of those guys are going to get a chance to start everywhere they go because they're veterans. Right. You're, so you're going to go to a place where you get a chance. There, it, it, it's just it's insane. They like you said they have to do some sort of regulation um, on this. Uh, jumping to the NFL, big news real quick. We'll hit the breaking news that we had just before the show. Von Miller out for the season had his ACL. Uh, surgery. They were hoping that it wasn't that, and that he was going to be able to come back at least for the playoffs. Nope, he's out for the year, and, and that matters. Sex. Part of they next needed year. him. He was yes. a disruptor and was going for what his third Super Bowl ring on three different mm-hmm. teams, and also impactful on all of them. Yes, he did with the Rams, and he was starting. I had a, had a great start to his season this year. It's a bummer for them between him, Tre'Davious White, Micah Hyde. They got to overcome a lot. That's a lot of yes. pressure on an offense to overcome. It really is. And then the other big news, 49ers lose Jimmy G to a broken foot. Hopeful he could be back for the divisional round. That's right about the time they're saying with four to, uh, for the seven weeks that it will take to heal Brock Purdy. He's the guy now. And, you know, some thought they were going to go after Baker Mayfield after he was cut by the Panthers. Nope, he goes to the Rams. And this is all Brock Purdy. And Kyle Shanahan's yep. got his hands full. But that defense reared its head against the Dolphins. They were continuously in the backfield, hitting Tua, Tua. making yep. him run, making him throw the ball early. They did what we were wondering if they could do uh, on the last show, and they beat the Miami Dolphins, who are a very, very good football team, behind Brock Purdy. Four months ago, Brock Purdy was fighting Nate Sudfeld for the third-string job mm-hmm. in San Francisco. <clears throat> Sudfeld, they trade Sudfeld to – Detroit. Yeah. Purdy wins it. He, I guarantee now 
kudos to him for staying prepared because you think think how the 49ers insurance policy you think about this when Lance got hurt, you say we got we're getting to get Jimmy for this price. Oh my gosh, and how well he's playing. You think we we had the best insurance policy in the league at quarterback. And all of a sudden the guy goes down and he's having a hell of a season. And now Purdy comes in off the bench. Now I can just tell you this coming off the bench and starting are two different it's mm-hmm. a different mindset. Yes. Although you study like a starter as a backup, but now you get every rep. It's different how the team looks at you and views yes. you. And so and but listen, he's tough. He played he was he was a, a winner and a really good player. At Iowa State, mm-hmm. I know his private quarterback trainer since high school, and he, we, he raves about him and says he'll be ready for this. And you know what? If I'm Kyle Shanahan, says what I don't do in the meeting, I don't go into the meeting and say, "Hey, just don't lose it, play it safe." I go in and say, "You know what, my man? We believe through 37 times came out of the bench. We're going to throw it. The offense is going to remain the same. You got great weapons. Just play smart. But if you see the post and you want to throw it, let it rip." Put the positive so and then hope that he's judicious with the football. And if it's not there, take the check down, make a play, throw it out of bounds. So I I don't we, none of us know how it's going to work out. I can tell you right. this obviously experience why they took a step back. But I believe that Kyle Shanahan, if he if he's wise, will still play aggressive with Brock Purdy at quarterback. They're going to have to and he's going to have yeah. to make some throws down the stretch. We're going to run into a quarterback that actually. Brady will make some plays against the, the 49ers. He just will. Mm-hmm. So you may have to match him a couple throws. Don't be a hero. Just don't play scared. You know, don't play scared. Don't play stupid. If you do and, that, take your shots. He'll be fine. And he's a smart guy. I think he's going to be okay. Right. And, and it's not like this is, you know, say it was Trey Lance out there this entire year and Jimmy Garoppolo was gone and Brock Purdy won the backup job and he's been the backup all year. And Trey Lance is out there running around doing his thing, you know, making plays in the run game and all that stuff. It's not like he's replacing Trey Lance in terms of the style of play. Jimmy and Brock Purdy are very similar in their style of play and how they fit in the the offense. That's right. He's been sitting and watching this offense with Jimmy G all season long. So I think he's just got to come in. No, I mean, he's been, like you said, preparing just like he's the guy, now he's got to step onto the field and actually do it in these big moments. And he's going to have mistakes. Of course, but uh, the, the, just as long as he doesn't let him That's how he learns look at the rearview mirror. That's right. And doesn't make the same mistake four times in a game. And listen, the great advantage is he's got a great team. he got weapons mm-hmm. galore. Just be smart. Take your shots when it's man coverage when they're there. Otherwise, be, you know, be surgical and take them down. If you score 24 points weekly, you're going to win damn near right. all of them. With Especially that with that defense, yep. That's right. Uh, jumping to another topic real fast. What do you make of this Tennessee Titans firing John Robinson? I know he struggled. I know his drafts have been downright putrid. He traded away A.J. Brown when Mike Vrabel didn't want him to. He's made some decisions that you know make you scratch your head. But you know what? They're still a playoff team. Even though it's a bad division, they're still in the playoffs, going to be again. And here we are week, what, 13, 14, and John Robinson gets fired by the Titans. To me, something else had to happen. And because normally this would just happen in the offseason. And okay, fine. Right. Things didn't work out. And your Mike Vrabel is going to get a lot more power there. But what do you think it. happened here? A ton more power. I, I think I don't think it was one thing, Sag. So here's what I think. I think it was cumulative. I think their drafts, they've had a lot of misses. Lot. Let AJ Brown, Brown go when the head coach did not want to believe because he knows how important those friggin' weapons are. And it gets to the point. And it just starts to fester that you're saying, okay, wait a minute now. Can you, and, and, and Sigs, when you do this in the middle of the season, it tells you that there's way too much tension in the building and tie yeah. and, and could get toxic. And Vrabel's a very aggressive, 
and he'll be in your kitchen. Mike coaches like a player when it comes to let's go aggressive, mm-hmm. let's cut it loose. And I think that maybe they got to the point that, hell, if we're going to move on in the offseason and we're not making any GM moves now during the season, it's just playing football, we're past the trade deadline, why wait? Now, we made something else, maybe got into an argument with Mike. I don't know. The, the, the bottom line is their drafts have not been great. They let a great player go, and uh, it, I think it's a cumulative effect and coming to a head. And Mike Brabel is guy. He may not be named GM, but he's going to get a ton more power in the building. And I, sometimes when you get to a point, Sags, when there's no fix in it, whatever that might be, it's probably time to move on. John Robinson will land another job somewhere. Yeah. He's good. But uh, the head coach won out on this one, I think. Now, I'm not sure he asked him to get fired. But if they were planning on moving on four weeks from now, Sags, whenever their playoff run or whatever ends, they probably thought we're not drafting anybody. We got a good people in the building. We don't need a general manager right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and that makes a lot of sense because if you're uh, Mike Vrabel, now he probably becomes head coach and kind of half GM. They'll bring in a GM to work with Mike Vrabel is kind of half and half. Um, So yeah, those are the big stories there. And then he'll have more power sags, like you said, because as the head coach, you're hired before the GM. So now you get to kind of help approve who the GM is. You got to be one of your guys. Exactly. Exactly. And then jump into baseball real fast. Aaron judge back to the Yankees, nine years, $360 million reportedly turned down over 400 from the Padres. Uh, Trey Turner to the Phillies for over 300 million. He turned down even more over 340 from the Padres, (laughs) Justin Verlander, the Mets DeGrom to the Rangers, um, and, and we got some other moves coming as well. Looks like Wilson Contreras yeah. to the Cardinals, uh, Jose Abreu to your Astros. There's just a lot going on in baseball. It's incredible. And I'll just, real quick say, because this will be a fluid situation, because there's still Xander. Yeah, we'll hit more on this Carlos on Friday. Friday. I'll, I'll tell you this. Think about the Padres. Oh, we'll just add Aaron Judge, and we'll have Tatis and Soto, too, and, and all that money at third base with Machado. We're, it's, it's incredible, the roster of money they got now. You lost out on Trey Turner. If you were really willing to go 346, guess what? For Correa. 400, it's going to be Correa or Bogarts. And I can't believe they're not going to land one of those guys because they instantly become the favorite in the West with that roster win healthy, the Dodgers in them. But let me tell you, you add one of those shortstops to that mix, come on now. They've got a lot of money to spend. It's phenomenal. It's crazy. They missed out on Abreu. They missed out on Turner. And they missed out on Judge. They all had the best offers. They had the best offers on all of them. Yeah, and they yeah they didn't lowball him. No. So there's a, there's an open shortstop position because they want to move Tatis to a different position. And if the Correa is a guy, go pay him the three fifty he wants or whatever, and get to stepping. Yep. All right. We'll we'll talk about more about that on Friday because we'll have more answers to I think some of these questions we've just been talking about. But that'll be it. Again, this was the fortieth episode already. Thank Love you it. to Bet Online as always, and thank you to Believe dot com. We will talk to you guys on Friday. Great stuff, Sex. Thanks, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.